With their deep domain knowledge, Catapult ensures accuracy, speed to market, plus smarter quoting and rate decisions optimizing your margins and helping you grow your business. If you missed the conversation I had with Virgil, the CEO of Catapult last week, make sure to check it out at letstalksupplychain.com forward slash episode 103 or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to Let's Talk Supply Chain. My name is Sarah Barnes-Humphrey, and each week I bring you the top supply chain professionals in the industry. You will learn about best practices, new innovation, and most up-to-date information about supply chain. I believe that collaboration is the future of business, and I have designed this show to ensure you have all the information you need to succeed in business and in your supply chain. I grew up with supply chain in my blood. I spent eight years in logistics operations and another eight in sales talking to shippers and BCOs, learning all about their pain points. Visibility is one of the biggest blockers to supply chain performance and knowing where your cargo is, well, that's just the beginning. What you really want to do is avoid surprises. Terminal 49 is an ocean freight visibility platform that's out to change the game for importers and brokers. They provide an easy to use unified dashboard with track and trace functionality to replace querying hundreds of separate steamship line and terminal websites. Just by entering the bill of lading number, you will receive proactive alerts when there's an ETA change, container holds, or anything that requires action. Best of all, they can automatically update all the data you need for forecasting directly in the systems you use today, even spreadsheets. Check out Terminal49.com forward slash LTSC to learn more about Terminal 49 and they've agreed to give Let's Talk Supply Chain listeners 20% off their first year. Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. We are one week away from TPM and I hope to see you there. Make sure to come and say hi. I would love to connect and chat with you. This week we are also completing the final episode of our video series with Open Sky Group about implementation. We are talking about change management, why that is critical to your implementation strategy. Plus, we give you tangible takeaways so your next implementation is a successful one. Go and check that out at the SC Supply Chain TV on YouTube. Today's episode, we are talking about how you can prevent damage, stay connected, and save money in your supply chains with Spotsy and the amazing brands that they carry to keep your supply chain secure. But before we do that, I have a new review in for the show. The title of the review is Best Supply Chain Podcast There Is. I have been listening to Sarah's podcast since the beginning and every week I am amazed at how she brings to light the industry. Her guests are always engaging and brings a new side to logistics. If you ever need to learn more about the industry, she is your go-to person. Thank you so much to um, S. CIS 2012 on Apple Podcasts who left that review a few weeks ago. Now let's get to the question of the week. So the question of the week was all about innovation. How do you think about innovation? Does it bring up dread? Does it bring up excitement? And we had a great conversation over on the Let's Talk Supply Chain LinkedIn page as well as on my page. Lots and lots of people weighed in. 
Derek Collins says, when I hear the word innovation, I am most often inclined to think something new or something better. Shneha says, I find innovation synonymous to continuous improvement. Mr. Tanvir says excitement. Fabiano says excitement as well. Eric Valaket, I love, love, love innovation. Always been a fan of making stuff just a little bit better. Joanna Marks, I get excited, but I found that excitement can be short-lived in a culture that doesn't embrace innovation. Well said, Joanna. Enrique, supply chain without innovation is not supply chain. So if we're passionate about our profession, we should be excited about innovation. Steve Christensen, great topic, Sarah. Innovation is certainly tied to change. Change can bring up the entire spectrum of emotional response you've listed. James J. Curtis, innovation is the act of doing things that have never been done before, which come with failures, which one quickly learns from and continues to try different ideas. Alvaro says, innovation in supply chain is key, vital, etc. I am thinking as such an excuse me if I was too biased and focused on innovation linked to supply chain. Shalu says, innovation takes the definition of contemporary times. Keelan Spence, Definitely with excitement, Carlos makes me feel that always exists the possibility of create. This is due to the most capacity that we have, imagination. Aaron O'Leary, exciting. Joby Joseph, uh, dreadful excitement. Julie Shum, it's about trying something new, which is always, always exciting. Willie Maritz says innovation in its truest form should simplify the repeatability factor brings synergy and ultimate efficiency, which drive a culture of participation rather than accommodating one. I like that. Rosalinda, innovation brings creative people together. Enrique, supply chain without innovation is not supply chain. Amanda Prochaska, such an interesting question. I have observed that some, when they hear innovation, they think they need a massive game-changing idea and they don't proceed forward. However, when it is reframed as problem solving, people relate, people relax and get creative. I love that, Amanda. Thank you for weighing in. Javier says innovation challenges you, challenges your organization. Ernie says rule number one, use your supplier partners to bring ideas. Thank you so much for everyone who weighed in and was a part of the conversation for that question of the week. Remember, you can get connected and read more of the comments over at the Let's Talk Supply Chain LinkedIn page or on my personal page as well. And we ask a question every single Wednesday. So stay tuned, weigh in and be part of that conversation. Today, we are so happy to introduce you to Angela from Spotsy. Angela is here to tell us all about their amazing lineup of products that are making huge impacts to the supply chains around the world. Let's get to know Angela a little bit more. Angela has been part of the Spotsy team for over 12 years, having served as marketing manager, project manager, director of project product management and vice president. Currently serving as the vice president of product portfolio and program management, she is responsible for coordinating and managing resources for connected product launches, developing distributor programs, and defining market opportunities for new product development. So welcome to the show, Angela. Hey, Sarah. Thanks. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you on the show because damage and loss cost this industry billions. And I mean 
billions. And I don't even think we really realize it um, because we, and I also don't feel like we talk about it enough. So let's get started. Tell us who is Spotsy and what is the story behind the brand? So Spotsy has its history um, in a company that was called Shockwatch. Um, and where it started is we became, you know, kind of market leaders in simple impact temperature and tilt, you know, indicators. Um, we evolved into, you know, data loggers, but over the years, what we've tried to do is we have tried to provide solutions for customers that are looking at their supply chain and trying to figure out what's going on um, because you can't send a human being along with, you know, <laughs> along with your shipment to watch and make sure that it's handled correctly. Um, so, the purpose that, you know, that Spotsy has is we are really trying to help customers, you know, deter, detect, and diagnose what's happening in their supply chain and then help them make changes with how they can, how they can reduce some of the damage in that supply chain. Yeah, and I like what you said about because I know that, you know, everybody really wants to have somebody there to see where it happened, when it happened, you know, but it's just not... That's just not something that we can do. So I like that you said that because if your solution, and we're going to get into exactly what you guys do, but if your solution does that and takes takes place of having a human there and being the eyes for somebody, I think that that is amazing and definitely something that supply chains are looking for specifically. So what exactly do you do? Tell us. So what we do is we have, again, we have indicators and recorders that that monitor for, you know, out-of-tolerance conditions in the supply chain. Um, and we have methods for connecting that information. So we have s solutions that employ satellite communication, cellular communication, RFID, Wi-Fi, um, so, so that customers can get that information in real time, you know, if that's something that is important to them. So um, we aggregate that data. Um, and then we display that in a, a cloud platform so that they can see, you know, what's happening. They can see it in real time. They can, you know, see, oh, no, you know, I just had a, you know, I just had a major impact to my product. Um, and, I, and I want to take some sort of action either immediately or I want to go back and look at, okay, what happened right there when, you know, when something was when something bad happened in the chain. Well, and that brings up a really good point because traditionally in the supply chain industry, it's been about being reactive because we really haven't had the tools to be proactive. So I guess what you're saying with your tools is that we can be much more proactive and we can, um, you know, we can really take a look at the source and when it happens rather than waiting for the cargo co to come in and realizing that it's damaged, right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, knowing, knowing something happened at the end. So there, there is a level of value in knowing something that happened, you know, at a, at a transition point, right? You know, you know, if you need to inspect your goods or if you need to stop, you know, the product moving further along in the supply chain. But knowing that it's happening, you know, in real time, you're able to, we actually had one customer that was able to t look at their damage, you know, over time and go, why are we always seeing something, you know, right here? Right. What is going on? So they actually deployed a team to go say, 
okay, what is right there? Um, and it turned out it was a railroad track um, that, you know, wasn't, it wasn't a smooth crossing. Um, you know, the railroad tracks are always give you a bump, but this one was, you know, this one was pretty serious. So they actually worked with the railroad company to like make some repairs to the track. So when their trucks crossed that line, you know, it didn't, you know, throw their goods up in the back of the truck and, you know, drop them to the floor. So. Wow. That is amazing because it's definitely, you know, stories like that. um, It's instances like that, that you don't, traditionally you've never really heard of in supply chain, but now we are able to really pinpoint where the problem lies and work with, you know, companies and people and teams at that point to really figure it out and make sure that it works for everybody. And that was just a track issue. Like can you imagine in the past, you know, supply chain professionals working with a rail company to make sure that it's, you know, a more, a smoother track so that we don't get damage to our goods. I mean, that is mind blowing. It, you know, it, it really is. So I, I'll tell you a story about a conference that I went to when I very first joined Shockwatch, Shockwatch. So it was over 10 years ago. Um, but we were in, it was a packaging engineering conference and they, they showed some video of, you know, this is what happens, you know, to your product um, in the real world. And you know, honestly, packaging engineers were surprised. They're like, oh my gosh, we, we never designed this packaging to protect product that, right. that you guys are throwing, you know, you know, one person to the next. Um, so, you know, it was, there was just, there were gasps. Um, in the room around that's what happens you know yikes we didn't expect that (laughs) well you know and it really shines a light into that section of supply chain that traditionally hasn't really been taken into account but I can tell you from the research that I've done for this episode you know damage and loss costs companies and supply chains billions and billions of dollars and it's shocking and when you have the information um, that you were just talking about at the conference it's not just then up to the supply chain professionals to just even pinpoint the point of damage or loss work with that company and you know transition it so that you don't have that issue um, moving forward but it's about bringing the different internal teams as well to the table to say hey how can we minimize this as well and like you said you know engineers that are looking at the packaging and looking um looking at the product itself and how to package it but not really taking into account the whole journey that that package takes um you know is huge it's a it's a really big advantage to any supply chain and any business and i would imagine significantly reducing some of that you know billion dollar cost that companies are incurring because of damage and loss no one in the supply chain intentionally wants to damage goods, right? Mm-hmm. So, so it is about, you know, putting, you know, so, and monitoring programs work. So we see monitoring programs, you know, reduce companies damage by, you know, 40 to 60%. Wow. Um, and it's, it's because people that are handling the goods know that, know that they're being, you know, watched for lack of a better word. Right. And, yeah. Nobody wants to do a bad job. Um, 
So it really is just about, you know, communicating that, you know, hey, we've got a program in place. You know, we are going to be able to track back, you know, where, where these things happened. You know, don't be the guy that is careless in handling the product. <laughs> don't be that guy. But again, <laughs> don't be that guy. <laughs> but again, it's not just about human error too, right? Because I remember um, in my freight forwarding days, um, you know, even product uh, that is ready to ship potentially in like a country like India, some of the packages were sitting outside, right? And they get a torrential rainstorm and it gets wet. Yep. Right? Because yep. there's not enough um, floor space in the warehouse or they're getting ready to pack it or, and you know, stuff happens, right? So then let me ask you, what are some of the top, I mean, you, you kind of mentioned human error is one of those at the very top, but what are the top three realities companies are facing when it comes to damage? Like, why is it so important that we highlight it other than maybe the cost? I, you know, I think the most important thing around damage is that it's, it's become something that I think a lot of times people think, uh, it's just, it's just a cost of doing business. Um, you know, oh, accidents happen, you know, um, but it really is around, you know, if you can solve that problem, there is so much just waste associated with damage. You know, you're wasting time, you're wasting money, you're wasting efforts, um, and it's also a lot of times it's difficult for companies to truly quantify, you know, what is their damage cost? Yeah. Um, because it's not just about replacing the product. Mm-hmm. There are all the logistics around, you know, getting the product back so you can re- repair or replace it. You know, there's the human cost of all the paperwork. There's the reputational damage yeah. that happens if your stuff arrives um, yeah. If your stuff arrives broken. So Yeah, and it affects your customer experience, right? Because if customers if you were back ordered on something, customers were expecting to get it because you've let them know that it's on the way and yet it gets damaged and the product never shows up and you have to reorder, you're you're looking at another at least six to eight weeks before you know, through production and then logistics and all that kind of stuff. So really all of those costs um, add up. And also you bring up a really good point. And I think that that is the waste, right? We're talking a lot about, especially going into 2020, we're talking a lot about sustainability, right? The next generation is really taking a very hard look at what companies they're buying from, um, that are sustainable or at least taking into account the waste that their companies are producing. Um, and I think that this could almost be a competitive advantage, right? From a customer experience standpoint or a marketing standpoint to say, hey, you know, we are getting a handle on our damage and loss through our supply chain. So not only are we heightening our customer experience, but we're also reducing the waste um, in that area, as well as maybe some of the other areas that they're looking for as well. That's it's exactly right. It's exactly right. So, so. then since this is going to be, or since this is such a big part of supply chains and business, tell us about the product lines that you carry, because I know you carry a, uh, several lines. Um, so I'd like to know, get to know what some of those product lines are and why they're making an impact on supply chains everywhere. So we have our our product lines really are divided kind of into four quadrants, if you will. So we have indicators that monitor for 
impact and tilt. Um, you know, they're single-use devices. They're go-no-go no go devices, right? So if you experience an out-of-tolerance condition, they change. Um, and you know at the end of your journey that you've had an, an unacceptable situation. Um, we also have, you know, impact, you know, tilt, temperature, recorders and monitors and what those do is those provide a whole lot more data so that you know you can actually analyze more what happened so you can look at you know the exactness of an impact you know you can tell you know was it severe enough to damage the product how often did i experience impacts because it's recording you know all this information throughout the journey. Um, and then the, you know, we also, you know, along those same lines, we have, you know, recorders and monitors that actually communicate in real time. So when there is a threshold event, you know, it will, you know, communicate via cellular satellite um, that there has been something happened. Um, all that data is aggregated into, you know, the Spotsy cloud and you can go back and look at, you know, what was going on, you know, when we experienced these things. Where where were we? You know, how severe was the impact? How often are we experiencing impacts? Um, and you can really, you know, start to understand your supply chain, you know, in, in more detail. Which is great because obviously having a more successful business and more successful supply chain data is really going to be the key component to that, right? And it sounds like the product lines that you carry are really not um, not just physically on the product and, and being your eyes on the product. They're also sending you the data that you need to analyze and be able to reduce the loss and damage, therefore reducing waste um, and being more sustainable as well. So we're going to get into, you know, what is your typical client, but I have a question. So your, um, your product, right? How does it work? So am I purchasing, you know, physical, product from you and then am I sending it to my shipper to put on the goods or walk me through how that works? So, um, so you know, the situation varies truly based on, you know, what the customer, what the customer environment is. But typically what happens is if you're manufacturing um, a product, you know, you would put that, you would put an indicator or recorder, you know, with your product, um, and it would be it would be installed when your shipping company picked it up for it to be moved to its next you know its next destination in the supply chain um, and again you know it's indicators or or recorders depending on you know on what level of detail you need and then if you're monitoring in real time if you're using you know products that you know communicate and are connected um, you know you can give you will have access to the data as well as you have the ability to give access to your your shipping company or your receiver or whoever you know you as a customer deem appropriate you would like to have that information around okay you can log into the cloud and figure out what's going on yeah um, and that's that's a really big deal too right because when you're talking about um, you know working with your service providers and they're more now than ever before an extension of your business and more of that partner on the logistics side, instead of you going in and trying to figure out how and where 
along the chain, if it's in their realm of what they're responsible for, you can give them access and say, hey, this is what's happening. This is what's, what I'm recording. This is the data. You know, this is really your area of expertise. This is your responsibility on the leg of this journey. You know, here's the information I need you to take into account and go look and, and be proactive and, and take some steps so that this doesn't happen again. You know, whereas traditionally before you would get the, the shipment in, it would be damaged. The freight forwarder couldn't really tell you where it was damaged. You know, the overseas freight forwarder couldn't tell you it was damaged. So you take pictures of it to prove that there's damage and then you do an insurance claim, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, this, you know, what this does is it does give you the ability to start solving problems, you know, collaboratively. Yeah. Um, and I, I like that. I mean, that's, if you've listened to my show, collaboration is, is my <laughs> word, right? Collaboration is the future of business. And, and it's tools like these that really make us realize um, what is available to us and how collaboration really can be the future of our business. Agree, right? So, you know, damage isn't, you know, you can play a blame game, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, okay, well, who's going to pay for this? Yeah. Um, but really the key is to prevent it from happening to yeah. start with. Yeah, because the, the blame game doesn't serve anybody. Right. Right. It just causes a lot of heartache. It probably ruins relationships. You know, it's just a lot of negativity. And I think that we need a lot more positive changes. We need a lot more positive positivity. We need a lot more collaboration. And uh, it's interesting to see, you know, how, how these products can really change that dynamic and move us forward into that kind of, uh, of environment, right? So it's, it's a much bigger impact than just looking at the cost of what damage and loss occurs to our business, right? So, and Sarah, I, I love I the way you think. <laughs> and I love that. So, who would then be your typical client um, that you would work with? So, if I'm listening to the show and you know really like what you're saying about your products and the company, and and looking to work with you, who would be a typical customer? What would I have to look like um, to give you a call to say, you know, hey, I want to work with you? So, um, a lot of times, you know, the the first you know, the first criteria is, are you, are you experiencing, dam experiencing a damage problem, right? And is it, is it a shock, you know, shock, vibration, temperature, tilt sort of, sort of damage? Um, our typical customers, you know, run kind of across, you know, across multiple market segments, but typical ones are, you know, we sell a lot into the automotive industry, um, you know, the energy sector, you know, power transformers or, um, you know, wind turbine equipment, you know, the oil and gas sector, you know, medical equipment. So if you're moving, you know, if you're moving lab equipment or, you know, diagnostics equipment, you know, you might be a customer of ours. Um, you know, the cold chain is a big customer segment of ours. So, you know, if you're moving pharmaceuticals or, you know, biotech products or, you know, medical devices, that are temperature sensitive, um, you know, those are really good examples of typical customers of ours. And what if I'm a small to medium sized business um, where I'm not shipping, you know, all the time, but what I, when I am shipping, you know, I'm losing maybe 20% of my product to damage or loss. Is that, you know, somebody that you would, you would work with? Um, Absolutely. 
Absolutely. We, you know, we, we work with customers of all, you know, all sizes and shapes. Um, so we have, you know, very small companies that, you know, are really looking to grow um, and, you know, honestly don't have, don't have the resources to develop, you know, what I'll call perfect packaging, right? So, um, so we work with smaller companies with, you know, okay, we, we kind of meet them where they are mm -hmm. and, you know, and Spotsy has a team of, you know, people that will go in and, the, you know, they'll help them figure out, okay, how do we look at your particular situation um, and solve the problems that you're experiencing? So, you know, we'll help customers, you know, small as well as we have, you know, an, an impressive list of, you know, Fortune you know, 100, 500 customers that, you know, that we call our own. Yeah. And it's great that you have that diversity. And the the reason why I bring up the small to medium sized enterprises is because they are helping to drive the economy and they do come up with the same types of scenarios and challenges that some of the enterprise companies do without the kind of resources that uh, the enterprise companies do. And so it's really nice to just know that there's companies like yours that will work with them to be able to help them with that. Now, I know that you gave us a real life example at the beginning um, with, you know, the rail, the, mm -hmm. the rail issue and how your customer worked with them. Can you maybe get, run us through or give us a visual um, of a real life example of how you've helped a customer? Um, so one customer was, you know, in the automotive, in the automotive space was experiencing damaging in their supply chain. Um, and honestly, for them, it was really more about time than it was about the cost of, you know, repairing and replacing damaged products. So if you can imagine um, an automotive line, so we're, you know, we are building cars, you know, and we are, you know, cars are clicking off of that assembly line, you know, quickly. It was about, you know, what if damaged product shows up line side? Um, so if that happens, you know, the production line has to stop. Um, you know, they have to either resequence or, you know, reconfigure their manufacturing to figure out, okay, well, how are we going to continue building when we have, you know, these damaged parts? Um, and that co the cost of downtime in a, you know, a, a production line um, for them was tens of thousands of dollars a minute. So wow. they used the SpotBot Cellular, which is an impact monitor to look at their supply chain to make sure that, you know, when parts were showing up, before they got staged, you know, at the manufacturing line, that there weren't any unacceptable events that had, you know, potentially damaged the product. Um, and, you know, they have always, they've always told us that, you know, we give them eyes in their supply chain where they have no eyes before. Absolutely. And that's a great example of being proactive, right? With, with the new tools and the data and the things that we have available to us, we can be proactive and proactively save ourselves. Like you said, I think like $10,000 a minute, especially on the automotive side. I mean, that alone is going to make a huge impact on supply chains and business and, and things like that. So now I am going to take a little bit of a different spin on the next question. I get a lot of people asking about supply chain management careers and looking at careers in supply chains and things like that. And while I was doing my research for the show, I noticed that Spotsy puts an emphasis on company culture and it, you know, that is a huge part of 
you know, recruiting supply chain talent. It's a huge part of business in general now, I think, and I love to see it. So if I was looking to work with a company in supply chain, why should I consider Spotsy? So I think one thing that Spotsy does really well is, and it's going to sound a bit cliche, right? But our customers really are, you know, they are tremendously important to us. And we we do work with, you know, small, medium, and large-sized customers. Um, you know, we, we have the, the ability to kind of coach them through, you know, problems that they're, they're having. Um, you know, it, and there are situations where, you know, selling them a solution might not be, might not be the answer to their problem, right? Um, but we have the resources to help them. We have, you know, expertise in, you know, in cold chain, for example. So we can help customers figure out, okay, you know, why is, why are you seeing, you know, excursions in your, in your cold chain? So it's more about just monitoring, but, you know, kind of helping customers get to root cause. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, no, and I, and I can see that. And it's nice to know, you know, especially for, you know, upcoming generations of supply chain management, you know, um, students that are coming out of supply chain management programs, like I said, I get it all the time. You know, they're looking for a company whose culture is similar to their values. Right. And they just don't want to, they're, they're not just going to sell something to sell something. Like you said, you know what, they want to make sure that they are helping other people. They're, they want to make sure that they're helping their customers. And it's good to know that the company like Spotsy is going to say, Hey, if it's not a fit, it's not a fit. And they're not pushing those numbers, right? They're not pushing just to get numbers, um, which is great. And I think that that is the future of business as well. So it's really nice to see that that's something that you guys as an organization and a company in supply chain is really embracing and understanding that that's what, you know, the next generation of supply chain talent and um, is looking for. And that's how we're storytelling, right? We're storytelling um, for the next generation to want to come and work for us, want to come work in supply chain and we're making it exciting for them. And, and so thank you for sharing that with me. So, yeah, now, we, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, it's, it's, it's nice working for a company that, you know, we're solving real problems. Yeah. Um, and we help customers solve, you know, real problems. Absolutely. And, um, and in so many different ways, I think we've uncovered, you know, so many different things in this one episode or this one interview, you know, the competitive advantage of it all that maybe, you know, supply chain professionals or even companies didn't even realize was a part of this damage and loss strategy. So really, really exciting. And so that brings me to my next point. And our last point is around the future. So what's next for Spotsy? So we are continuing to um, grow the, the connected nature of our products. What we want to do is we want to be able to take all of this data um, and aggregate it in such a way that customers, you know, that customers can benefit from a much broader view than their own. Um, so we started with, you know, we sell millions of indicators a year, right? So wouldn't it be great if, we had a way for that information, you know, to be aggregated together. So you could look at, you know, this particular leg, you know, yeah. of, 
of journeys, you know, this part of the country, this particular warehouse, this, you know, this particular port, these are the places where I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing damage repeatedly. Um, so we see, you know, the next steps of, you know, continuing to connect our devices, you know, connect our customers to their assets through our devices, um, as well as, you know, aggregating that data, letting them take that data and turn it into, you know, actionable steps that they can take to reduce their damage. Um, and ultimately, you know, you know, AI and data science, you know, they're, you know, we are in that world right now, right? So leading, you know, going down the path of artificial intelligence where, you know, some decisions can be made, you know, smart decisions can be made, you know, through the use of, of learning um, where it doesn't take, you know, a, a person pouring through mountains of data, um, but they can actually take advantage of, you know, some AI to help them come to conclusions faster. Yeah, and pooling that data is going to be really, really interesting, right? Pulling data from different customers and putting pulling, pooling it together so that everybody, I mean, you know, from a non-competitive standpoint, can utilize that data to better help supply chains everywhere. I mean, that was that's an aha moment just for me. Exactly, you know, and, and if whether you're looking at your own data or you're looking at aggregated data, um, you know, it, it it turns it turns this information into something you can do, not just you know a hunch that you have. It's like you know, I have the data to I have the yeah. data to prove that this is what's happening. Absolutely, and it's not just me, right? I think people will have that moment where they're like oh, so it's not just me and it is this portion of the rail or maybe the road. Or exactly. <laughs> you know, they're gonna, we're going we're gonna to have uh, pop-up moments of that all across the country. <laughs> so um, products are moved by truck, by air, and by sea all day, every day, and yet we still seem to lose a lot of money due to damages and product that cannot be used. I hope that Spotsy has shed some light on the importance of getting a handle on this costly part of supply chain. If you would like more information about Angela, Spotsy, or this episode, please visit podcasts at letstalksupplychain.com and look for episode 104. Or you can visit their website at spotsy.io. That's S P O T. S-E-E.io. Thank you to Elle and the team at Spotsy for putting the show together and to Angela for coming on the show and sharing your insights on this valuable topic. Thank you, Sarah. It was a pleasure. This episode was produced in collaboration with Border Buddy, the most innovative online customs platform out there. And here is what Graham, the founder of Border Buddy, has to say. More and more companies are looking to expand their reach into global markets, but most don't know where to start or don't have the time to figure it out. Border Buddy sees the struggle and has found a way for you to integrate customs into your e-commerce site, allowing you peace of mind when selling to customers in other countries. Your customers will know exactly how much the costs are to import their order from you to their door in real time. And just imagine what that will do for your business and your sales. Visit us and sign up for 10% off your first clearance at borderbuddy.com slash let's talk supply chain. If you like this episode, be sure to check out the other episodes under podcasts at letstalksupplychain.com 
or wherever you listen to podcasts. Next week is the beginning of March and you guessed it, we've got another powerhouse woman in my Woman in Supply Chain series. Elizabeth Rennie, she has been in supply chain media for over 14 years. She's co-authored Supply Chain Management for Dummies with Daniel Stanton, and she just has an amazing journey to success. So don't miss that one. It's coming up next Monday. If you'd like to support the show, there's a few ways to do that. Follow us. Follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe to our newsletter on letstalksupplychain.com. Subscribe to YouTube under the SC Supply Chain TV for all of our upcoming video series and videos and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Next, go to ships.com. That's S-H-I-P-Z.com. Visit and sign up to be part of our beta. If you are a forwarder looking to gain more customers globally, you're going to want to sign up. And mid-market shippers, if you are looking for a more efficient way to find ocean and air pricing, make sure to go to ships.com and sign up so we can contact you. Next, over on letstalksupplychain.com under shop, we've got a variety of different merch for your supply chain, logistics, procurement professionals in your life. Plus, we've got the Supply Chain Dictionary, which is 107 pages full of acronyms and definitions that you will need to succeed in your supply chain career. Lastly, go and rate and review the show on iTunes, and I will feature you on an upcoming episode. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, ship happens.